Hey, it's Nelson. And this is Monica. Welcome to the Seattle Foodie Podcast, the show where we talk about the Seattle food scene and the people and businesses behind it. We eat all the food and share our insights with you. Thanks for joining us today. Let's get to it. Monica, we made it. Last show of the decade, last show of 2019. Yeah. You have any New Year's plans, Monica? New Year's plans? Well, I'm going to continue on my current plans, (laughs) which has been (laughs) poisoning myself with homemade eggnog full of lactose, pretending that I don't, and in air quotes, drink too much. (laughs) Because as we know, Nelson, this has been a year for me drinking a little more than I did last year. (laughs) What about you? Well, if there's a way to go, I guess you go out with eggnog. I guess that's the way. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Big plans for you? Oh, huge plans. Huge plans. Probably the same plans I've been doing for probably the past couple of years. Sit in the corner in the dark, eating a bucket of fried chicken and whatever fast food (laughs) I can get from Kentucky Fried Chicken. Don't forget that mashed potatoes and gravy. Oh, yeah. 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 And, And just play Prince's 1999 on repeat. Yeah. What about what about grass jelly for dessert? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, because that's the way I want to spend my new year, guys, eating Chinese desserts all day until midnight and then through midnight. Yes, because, you know, Chinese desserts, they're the best. Oh, Oh, my gosh. And I got so much clap back from people. It's like, you're missing out. You're missing out on Chinese desserts. Guys, if you don't know, I'm Chinese. So I'm not missing out. <laughs> Everybody's like, Nelson doesn't know anything about Chinese desserts. Nelson, I'm Chinese. <laughs> Guys, I've been eating this since I was two. I know what I'm eating. Please. Yeah. Grass jelly. What are you going to choose? You're going to choose an eclair? Or are you going to choose black jelly that looks eclair. like... <laughs> it looks like something out of the Stranger Things from somebody's eyeballs because they were like possessed. I don't know. What are you? What are you gonna choose? I don't know. You figure it out. I'm pretty sure I would choose candy corn over grass jelly. <laughs> I like candy corn though. That's the I thing. hate candy corn. Gross. <laughs> Ooh. Oh. Ah, well, welcome to our show, everyone. This is episode 68. Like I mentioned, last show of the decade. Holy cow. 2020 is just around the corner. We have a great show for you today. I'm Monica. (laughs) Just kidding. I'm Nelson. (laughs) Everybody Uh. wants to be me, (laughs) y'all. He's Nelson. I'm Monica. (laughs) (laughs) Woo. Uh, welcome to our show. Monica, we've got some fun stuff. Just one recap. And then, like like I said, we haven't been spending much time because we haven't been going to any events because everybody's on vacation or just taking some time off, which is fantastic because I'm enjoying my time off. Mm-hmm. How about you, Monica? Me too. I can't tell what day it is, but I think I'm going to go into the <laughs> office next week for a couple days. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know you're having a good vacation when you just when you wake up and it's like i can't remember what day it is i can't yeah. remember what day it is and it's it's great it's great yeah so we decided we're gonna do a little of some recaps for for the year and we'll talk about that but like i said let's start with one recap this week we headed out to soto to check out a japanese restaurant called bistro box restaurant and bar monica this place has an extensive menu with lots of options and we ordered a <laughs> bunch of food we started with tuna tataki and seahawk fries, which had chicken karage and bonito flakes. Then we proceeded to have some mains, which were the tantan ramen, 
and the spicy tofu don. We wanted to go for a little bit of spicy for us. And then we got two special rolls. I thought they were very exceptional. The angel roll, which had mango, as well as the black dragon roll, which had black roll on there. This was definitely a large menu, Monica. Lots of items to choose from. If you're looking for the menu and you don't know what to eat, something's wrong because they have (laughs) a lot of options. Yeah, it's definitely a huge, huge menu. I mean, it's we're talking like, like you said, Nelson, Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> I really liked uh, the chicken karaage. I, I would have liked to have tried it uh, separately. But I think you and I got a good two for one because it was on the Seahawk fries. So we got to try both the fries and the karaage. And um, I could taste that the, that the meat was marinated. And so I really liked that. And then I liked the uh, black dragon roll. That one had some really nice eel on it. And I'm usually not an eel fan, so I like that one as well. Eel and tempura. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was very, very pretty too. Pretty. The presentation on the rolls. I don't know. I'm such a sucker for, for rolls. How restaurants make it look pretty. Make it look beautiful. <laughs> I just, I'm just a sucker for it. And I think it's maybe the, the photographer in me. I was like, ooh, okay, I can shoot this. So Bistro Box Restaurant and Bar is located just really a stone's throw away from T-Mobile Park, right mm-hmm. next to the King 5 building, right across the street. If you are going to an event there, Mariners game, or even a Seahawks game for the playoffs or something like that, you may want to check that out for dinner. It's a, it's a good place for dinner spot. Or Monica, if you want to watch a game, holy cow. <laughs> what? How big is that projection screen? Huge. Oh my goodness. It's a huge TV. And let's not forget the music. <laughs> the music. Oh yeah, the music. Love yeah. that music. The e- that EDM. Oh yeah. It's nothing like EDM in Japanese food. That's the way to go. Totally. I've been getting so uh, many so many replies to our stories. <laughs> <laughs> I reposted it. I thought, I thought that was pretty funny too. So, whatever you did on your phone to add the music in from the drop just to mm-hmm. raise the music up. Good touch. Good touch on that, Monica. <laughs> High quality stories. If you're looking for high quality stories, guys, go to Moni B Seattle at our Instagram account. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Thanks for the plug. <laughs> okay. Oh my goodness. All right. So what are we doing today? Well, Monica, we have two things we want to talk about. We we thought it'd be kind of fun to do a just a recap of the year, some openings and closings. There's some restaurants that we've missed this year that had to close. Unfortunately, we want to highlight them and kind of give them some special shout outs and then some new openings for 2020 that we should look forward to. And then of course, a lot of people do a lot of new year's resolutions. And one of the things is I want to lose weight or I want to be healthy. So we thought, why not give you some healthy options that you can eat around Seattle? That'd be a good idea, huh? Yeah, sounds great. Monica, let's start with some closings because it's always good to get the bad news out first before the good news. It's always good to rip <laughs> off the Band-Aid, right? I like to give the bad news last. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's... oh, so you're that type of person. Okay. Oh, yeah. We all know I'm the savage one around here. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's always good to finish strong. It's always good to finish mm-hmm. strong. That's my opinion. So... Everybody knows about this. They just recently closed. This one really hurts both Monica and I. I mean, Mm -hmm. they just closed this past Sunday, located in Chop House Row. Kurt Farm Shop made some of the best ice cream in Seattle, and I'm going to miss it so much. The florist cheese, blueberry swirl. They had a Mm -hmm. Szechuan peppercorn that literally tasted like Szechuan. Oh, my goodness. Oh, the tomato jam. Oh, I love the tomato jam. That one was a good one, too, which was an unique flavor we're gonna miss kurt farm shop i hope they continue making ice cream in some sort of capacity but yeah they're gonna be missed sweet alchemy is gonna take over 
Monica, I had no idea. We I was driving through Ballard, and Sweet Alchemy has a location in Ballard, oh, as yeah. well as their original okay. location in the U District, and yep. now they're opening one up in Capitol Hill. So yeah. good alternative, good alternative. I do like Sweet Alchemy ice cream. I just miss Kurt Farm Shop. Yeah, I'm going to miss them too. And you're absolutely right. I think you and I, I think anybody can make a sweet ice cream. I don't think just anybody can make a savory flavored ice cream and make it work. Mm. So I'm really going to miss that about them. And that Szechuan peppercorn was absolutely my favorite. How about for you, Monica, give us your first closing of 2019. My first closing is... Um, I will remember you. <laughs> Nelson, the singer. You <laughs> will remember me. Ludie's Restaurant and Lounge. Don't let your love... Now, I would always Monica, get... why, why are you stopping? Don't stop, Monica. I'm, I'm giving you background music. Pass you by. <laughs> do, 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 you don't have a fade, fade function like my video. It's not fading. It's not fading. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay. I thought it'd be fun. I thought it'd be fun to put some in memoriam music. In I the know. Background. Next time, I'll, I'll fade that out next time. Okay. So, so Ludi's Ludi's Restaurant and Lounge. Um, the one thing I would get there is always a Filipino breakfast, and I would never get anything else. Uh, garlic rice and longanisa to me is magical. And, you know, most people don't know this restaurant had actually been open since the 1930s. And they were already scheduled to move because of high rent in the area. But before that happened, unexpectedly, there was a fire that shut the restaurant down uh, during the summer. So goodbye, Ludies. Seattle never got to send you a proper send off. And Nelson, I never really asked you if you, you'd been there before. I did get to go there. Mm. And I also had some of their pancakes too, their ube pancakes. Oh, yeah. But... Yes, their longanisa sausage. Mm -hmm. I'm going to miss that the most. That Me was too. really delicious. Me too. And then one closing that this was way back in June, Monica. So mm -hmm. people may not remember this, but Seattle Deli closed after 27 years in Little Saigon due to new housing and commercial development. Yeah. I used to come here and get their grilled pork banh mi all the time, all the time, <laughs> way before in year, years, so many years ago. And for potlucks and parties, I remember my mom used to just call in orders for their egg rolls mm -hmm. and she would order 50 and sometimes a hundred and they wouldn't even bat an eye. I mean, oh, that's, no. that's, that's how awesome they are. I'm sad they're gone. It's one of my favorite banh mi spots. And now I only have like what, two or three places that I go to now. And to choose from i'm really sad i mean i used to i used to go there when i was in college too mm -hmm. so that's how long it's been say out at seattle deli you will be missed no for sure and my brother one day texted me he goes do you know seattle deli's closed and i'm all yeah he goes i just tried to go there i'm all they're not there anymore <laughs> <laughs> but good cheap eats um high quality for sure so i miss them as well mm. You should say, you should tell your brothers like you should read my stories. Watch, <laughs> not read my stories. You should watch my stories or or look at my Instagram posts or download or listen to the Seattle Foodie podcast. That would be that would that would be a revelation. Tell your brother that, huh? Yeah, he's gonna be mad at you, Nelson, because he does listen to the show and then he's gonna come at you. <laughs> this one's Taylor. <laughs> so, Taylor. Yeah. So Taylor. You know, yes. You should listen more carefully then. <laughs> oh, no. Ooh, he's going to come get you, Nelson. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, your family, New Year's resolution, your family's going to hate me in 2020. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. My next one, I cheated, but there's a good reason why. So I'm combining these two because. How do I go, say goodbye? Goodbye, Bramling Cross. Just and kidding. Just kidding. So, uh, 
the the reason why I'm putting them together is because uh, there one's an Ethan Stowell closure, one's a Tom Douglas closure, and they've been linked together in the media in terms of how the story's been delivered. But what I'm going to miss is very similar. It's fried chicken. So Bramling Cross, which is an Ethan Stoll restaurant, offered tender, juicy, half-dynamite chicken served with a biscuit. And it's total comfort food. So delicious. But Tanaka-san, I always thought this was underrated because a lot of people didn't talk about it, including me because I just eat it. Um, they found a place in my heart with the double-fried salty caramel wings seasoned with serrano chili oil and toasted garlic. I tell you what, I could eat so many of those wings. And so I'm going to miss both of these restaurants and their delicious chicken. Oh, Monica, this is the first time I've heard of Tanaka-san closing. I had no idea Tanaka-san was closing. No. Oh, I'm sorry. No. So all of Tom Douglas's businesses in Via 6 are closing. So, yeah. Oh, boy. And it's too late, I think. <laughs> to Monica's brother, Taylor, I'm sorry. Apparently, I need to watch it, Monica's Instagram stories more closely <laughs> and listen and download the Seattle Footy Podcast more care- listen more carefully. <laughs> yeah oh i'm going to mr spare ribs their spare ribs were so good mm-hmm. at tanaka-san i used to go there for happy hour just for that spare ribs or just yeah. for the whole entire platter did you ever get that the, you ever get the yes, whole happy the hour tower. i get the tower Ooh, the tower I, I love the um they have the, those rice cakes too with the really crispy seared edges Ooh, so good <laughs> okay monica from closings to openings we wanted to give you each two openings for 2020 i'll start it off expelliarmus did i say that right monica harry potter I, right expelliarmus I, I, I don't think you said that's it one right, of the but... spells i don't know whatever it is. <laughs> close enough so this is a little different but there is a new wizard theme pub opening in 2020 in Ballard. They were scheduled to open at the end of 2019, but probably a little bit of delay. They're going to open next year. This is called the Wandering Pub. On the second floor, Monica, is a wand shop where you can purchase your own and cast spells. You can purchase your own wand, Monica. Oh my gosh, it's going to go so well with my robe. It's awesome. Nerd. As for food, <laughs> <laughs> whatever, I don't care. I'm proud of it. As for food, there will be pasties, Yorkshire pudding, shepherd's pie, pretty much British fare. You kind of get it. The Wandering Pub is located in Ballard at the Flatiron Building, and they will be opening soon. This sounds so cool. I guess there's a giant dragon coming out of the wall, as well as some skeletons. This this sounds like my kind of pub, Monica. Well, yeah, mine too. You didn't say there would be pasties, Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's a family funny show. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> PG-13. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Sounds like fun. <laughs> did, I say, did I say pasties? What did, I say? did I say it wrong? I don't remember. What did I say? I think it, I think it said pasties. <laughs> okay, it said pasties. Yeah, okay. that's, yeah. <laughs> they have multiple meetings. Okay, Monica, so what kind of opening do you have for us for 2020? Okay. I have meat Korean barbecue. I'll be honest with you guys. One of the reasons I'm not always a fan of Korean barbecue is because I have to cook it myself and I can do that from home. So (laughs) meat Korean barbecue is taking over Trove's location and I'm excited to experience high quality meats. I hear they're going to have dry aged beef, kurobuda and Iberian pork. Also, the word in the street is that I won't have to cook on the tabletop, but instead staff will do all the cooking tabletop. Yes! Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> Thank you. So Someone else do the cooking. Someone right? else do the cooking. Oh, wait. I'm going to go pay money to eat out dinner and I have to cook it myself? That doesn't sound like fun. <laughs> 
So looking forward to that. (laughs) Most Korean barbecue places I go to in LA and Las Vegas, they all cook it for you. It's It's just just in Seattle. (laughs) We have to cook it ourselves. (laughs) And Monica, some of my friends, when they're cooking the meat or I'm cooking the meat, they don't know. Like some people overcook it or some people undercook it. Like it's always, I'm glad that someone is able to cook it for us. That's perfect. Perfect. Yes, we need help in Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because oh. we can't. We don't know how to cook it or cook our foods for ourselves. That's <laughs> okay, this is a big one, Nelson. Tell us. Oh, okay. You probably still have to wait in line when it first opens, but not doing the it. flower. <laughs> the, <laughs> Monica's not doing it. The flower box, brick and mortar, will be opening in spring 2020. Now you can get 2018 Seattle Magazine's best donuts on a daily basis instead of anticipating for the next pop-up and just looking through her Instagram. This is exciting for Pamela Vuong. I'm excited. Monica, this is so cool. I can finally just say, you know, 3 p.m. Well, I don't know, maybe 3 p.m. or maybe a little bit earlier, 10 a.m. And I can just walk in and grab a donut. That oh sure. I'm, I'm sure I'm sure it's gonna work like that. <laughs> just walk right in. Grab a donut, walk right out. <laughs> Two hours later. <laughs> let me know how. Let me know how it is, Nelson. I'm really looking forward to tasting some of those donuts. <laughs> I'm gonna bring you some donuts, and they're all gonna be bitten into it. That's <laughs> Fantastic! <laughs> Fantastic! Okay, one Ooh. more opening, Monica. Another opening we're excited about. I know you're excited about this one too, Nelson. Is Taku. Chef Shota Nakajima is getting ready to open his new restaurant and it's highlighting kushikatsu. As you recall, Nelson, I said last week, Seattle needs more food on sticks. So I'm really looking forward to this opening. Now, one of the things is that there's a special bucket and I'm not going to say it because Nelson will just bleep me out. But there's a a family style bucket full of skewers that you can order. And like Adana, they're going to be like specials on wednesdays so like if you go to adana right now on wednesdays it's ramen night you can get a fantastic bowl of ramen so uh it's running a little bit late opening but we've been looking forward to this for quite a while so congratulations chef showed looking forward to trying it out for everyone that's trying to figure it out it's the effort bucket it rhymes so you can say the effort in its full, <laughs> in its full wording and so it'll rhyme guys <laughs> <laughs> wow so it's just a, a bucket of skewers i like it i like that yeah that's that's what i do at the like night market in richmond i just get a bucket full of skewers and walk around with all this meat on sticks yeah. <laughs> meat on sticks meat on sticks yes and monica we were talking before this show we forgot to add one more this is a big one we're excited because this is one of our favorite summer things of 2019 and they're opening up in the international district susu we're talking about susu tell us about that one yeah susu uh, has been working on their space in the louisa building and you can follow along for updates on their instagram and but spoiler alert you guys they're going to be selling more than just rolled ice cream so expect a lot of surprises from them uh katie Shafai, so amazing that they're going to get to do some of the things that they wanted to do for so long after a couple years on the streets can't wait to hear more about when it's opening oh i can't wait either they Mm -hmm. make the best creations and i hope they're changing their flavors every month like they do they do at the at the farmer's markets too (laughs) we'll see what happens i don't know i'm just that's my request but they don't have to listen to me i'm (laughs) oh i'm I'm sure they're taking notes right now so nelson says (laughs) at least at least someone is listening carefully (laughs) 
Okay. Oh, let's talk about eating healthy now, Nelson. <laughs> yeah, eating healthy. Eating healthy. Let's do it. For the new year, everybody wants to eat healthy. I want to, I always want to try to eat healthy. It it never happens, but I think it's always good to start off the new year at, at a right beginning and I'll start off right now. Salads, mm-hmm. Monica. We eat salads. Yes, we do eat salads even though we don't post a lot of salads on mm-hmm. our Instagram, but yes, people, there are spots in Seattle where you can build your own salad. There are many evergreen salads all over Seattle, including in downtown, the Chipotle of salads. There's one in downtown, International District. There's one near Pioneer Square. There's also another place called Sprout in Pioneer Square that Mm -hmm. also serves salads. And also one of my favorite spots, if you're ever out in Georgetown, is Conscious Eatery. With every purchase of salads, Conscious Eatery donates to a charity. So that's awesome. All healthy options. You can build your own salad. Put whatever you want on there. It's always going to be a healthy lunch or dinner. Mm-hmm. Yes. Start with a good salad. You know, Sprout was going to be on my list since it's like a couple blocks from my work. But, you know, Nelson stole it. I'm just like, why are you picking places in my neighborhood? <laughs> oh, your neighborhood. So you own this. You own Pioneer Square. Okay, that's. Seattle's my city. Wow. Okay. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, so, so no, that really helped me to think a little bit, you know, further and deeper than salads because that that's a pretty, you know, common one. And I'm just like thinking, okay, well, what else do I eat when I want to eat healthy? So go poke. So what makes poke generally unhealthy is the rice and the toppings, the actual fish. Like traditional poke is healthy and you can get it with greens or even just order it by the pound. Uh, you can even get some of their marinated fish and still come out on the healthy side by building your own lunch and making healthier choices. So they have a nice spring mix that you can use. Or again, if you're like me or my brother, you just order it by the pound and walk around, you know, in the park just eating it like that. But um, raw fish, pretty good for you. Go poking. Great choice, Monica. Great mm-hmm. choice. All right. Next next one. Let's let's get healthier, Nelson. What okay. else we got? This is a Seattle staple. So everyone knows about it in Seattle. But have you actually been to Plum Bistro? Have you actually mm-hmm. been to it? Everybody knows it's a vegan restaurant and it's been there and it's a very good restaurant. But I don't know how many of our listeners actually have been and eaten there. Mm-hmm. If not, you definitely should. I personally love the Mama African salad with tempeh. It is a huge salad, so colorful. This is what I love about salads, Monica. This is the colors, the the different colors. <laughs> and there's also a lot of other options, like their protein grain bowls, sandwiches that they try to mimic regular mm-hmm. food, like tuna salad or a fish sandwich made out of tofu and tempeh salad. And there's also a macho burrito made of soy chorizo, black beans, and seasoned rice. Monica, I know you're not a fan of soy chorizo. I personally like it. I think it's good. Mm -hmm. Sounds delicious. Plum Bistro. They also have the food truck too, right, Monica? Yeah, they do. Um, I think they rebranded the truck though. It used to be Plum Burger and they had really great uh, vegan burgers on there. But I believe they went through a rebranding recently. So it's more general and not just burgers. And then one last option for you, Monica. Tell us about a healthy option for 2020. I work near Juicy Cafe, and so I go there a lot for a lot of different things. So for breakfast, I love their acai bowls or their coffee nutter smoothie for a mid-morning treat. 
It's got banana, peanut butter, coffee, and all this other good stuff in it. They also make their own almond milk, and milk is spelled M-Y-L-K, so it's in-house made. Uh, for lunch, they offer warm bowls, and so there's nothing like getting a really nice um, veggie bowl with a protein, and my favorite sauce is the ginger peanut, so I really like that one. And their juices, of course, are grab-and-go, and I love anything with beets, and I am always buying these uh, protein balls from them when I'm on my way to a meeting and I realize that I haven't eaten because believe me, Nelson, you know this, no one likes a hangry Monica in a meeting. So that's not going to go over well. So everyone encourages me to bring whatever food I need to bring it, whatever meeting it is. Yeah. Nobody wants a hangry Monica for sure. sure. (laughs) It's not pretty. (laughs) I think one last option to tell everyone that's just the obvious option is to cook at home. Yeah. Right. You can always make a healthy option at home. Meal prepping. I love Mm -hmm. meal prepping. I do that all the time. Monica does it as well. Mm -hmm. I I do it. Also, I've gone vegetarian for when I'm eating at home because we eat so many proteins. Everybody knows that. And just meal prepping is always the best because you can portion size everything. (laughs) I can throw things in my new Instant Pot and just just cook certain, certain proteins or just cook certain things or you can just make salads at home. I think, I think it's just one of the things you'll want to do is just, just stay at home and have a meal at home. Just just Mm -hmm. easier to to control. That's just in my Totally. Totally. I'm laughing because when we're eating out this weekend, you were just like, we didn't get any meat. And I'm all, do we need meat now? (laughs) You're just like, wait, this is my chance to eat meat. (laughs) Yeah. It's my chance to eat meat. And you order the tofu don. I was like, you order the tofu. tofu. I'm like, man, I had tofu last night. Yeah. <laughs> well, Come I tell on. you what, uh, just just as something different, um, in this, since we don't have any events planned for this weekend, I'll go ahead and we- weave some of my food prep into the stories, and you can as well, so so the viewers can actually see, or listeners can actually see that we do some of this stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm getting ready to make my salad tonight, so. Yeah, make your salad, or you can cook with our Avio kitchenware, right? You yep. can do that too as well. Yeah. Don't forget, guys, 25% off with the code FOODIE. Yep. FOODIE is all lowercase, too. All mm-hmm. lowercase. Okay, Monica, let's get on to our interview guest today. Yes. Our guest today is our longtime foodie friend, Tor601, Tori Nagendran. We met Tori the same day Monica and I met for the first time in real life. Mm-hmm. We met her at a breakfast club, the defunct breakfast club. Tori is awesome. She does fantastic photos, travels all over from Dallas to, I think she was just recently in Lisbon, Portugal, California, Las Vegas, all over the place. Here is our interview with our friend, Tori Nagendran. Hey everyone, I am with one of the first foodies I ever, ever met in real life, Tor 601, Tori Nagendran. Tori, what's up? What's up, Tori? <laughs> what's up, Nelson? Darnell, where's the fried chicken at? Sorry, guys. That was an inside joke between Tori and I. What's going on? How are you? Good. Good? Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, thanks for being on this show. How did we meet? I, can, I know how we met, but what else does When did we first meet? So I think it was Breakfast Club. Not like the very first one, but the first one that I attended. Yes, it was on Proshi on 3rd. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time I met like any like yeah. food influence. I don't want to say influence. Instagrammers in real life. Totally. Like I met you. I met Monica. Mm-hmm. And I also met Jesslyn, Life of Jess. Who else? Oh, Connor, Find Me in Seattle. Yep. Yep. So we met a bunch of foodies there. 
I thought that was kind of fun. That we they had basically every month they would do a breakfast club at a certain place, and they would showcase all the food, and of mm-hmm. course we would take pictures and kind of do some marketing for them, and just in, in exchange they would do, get free food. Yeah, I think that was one of the things that totally <laughs> that attracted us. I was like, wait, what? Free food? Let's let's go check it out. Exactly. And then uh, we became friends after that. Yeah. For so what is it? Almost three years. Is it three years? I think two years. Two years? I don't know. It seems like it's gone by really fast. It's been forever. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> We're so old. I know. <laughs> so how are you? What's what's going on? What's new? What's new? Uh, not too much. Uh, recently got back from Portugal, so really enjoyed, obviously, the food there. It's a lot of seafood and pastries, like the famous pastes de nata egg tart. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, wine, because port wine comes from Porto. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of the neat, most new and exciting thing, I guess. Do you ever come back from vacation, and then you go to Seattle, and you're eating food, and like... Oh, it's just not the same. Totally. (laughs) That happens every time, although it only lasts for, like, the first few days, and then I'm like, oh, yeah, there's tons of places here that I like. Like, I'm just being silly, thinking that there's nothing, um, obviously, but I always come back craving Asian food. Asian food? That's, like, the first thing. I was going to ask you, like, what do you miss? Yes. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they have everything there, but... It's not the same. So Asian food, ramen or food. Yeah. Yeah. I'll come back domestically, right? If you go, if I go to Las Vegas or if I go to Houston or Texas or something like that, I have barbecue and I come back and like my friend is like, let's go get barbecue. I'm like, "Eh, I don't know if I want barbecue, but it's always Asian food, right? I'm like, oh, let's get pho. Mm -hmm. Or I'll have a bowl of pho and I'm like, oh, okay. I guess this is why I still live in Seattle. Yeah. That's the thing. Let me just ask you a quick question. How did you get your Instagram started? It must have been like 2012 or something when people were still using like Blackberry Curve or something. <laughs> yeah. Like if I'm probably like oh, showing sorry. my age. I don't think millennials know what a I Blackberry know, is. I know, seriously. <laughs> so I'm showing my age for sure. But it was like back then, I guess I was still taking pictures, pretty low quality ones at best just for myself, like posting what I ate or where I went just for fun. And then um, I probably wasn't until I met you at the breakfast club that I actually started kind of taking it a little more seriously. I mean, it's still just for fun, but I would um, put more effort forth and (laughs) had a better camera. And so, yeah, that's kind of how it started. And I also really wanted to start meeting other foodies. So that was kind of what drove me to post more and connect with people yeah. and then connect in real life. So. I think that seems like the universal theme when I'm meeting and or interviewing other foodies around here in Seattle. They kind of started it just to ne- not network, not to do business, but right. to like meet new friends. <laughs> right. Just like I just I just developed a food Instagram account so I can meet new friends and form a community. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty much like that right yeah Uh, it's just like you have a common interest and then when you get together with your friends anyway you're going out to eat so why not kind of just combine the two right yeah it's funny people will message us and it's like how do i get into this event uh we're just having dinner together (laughs) (laughs) it's just it's just four of us having dinner normal this wasn't an event normal yeah Yeah. (laughs) uh you also recently came back from was it dallas yes yes what do you see differences between like foods in Dallas in like Texas versus mm-hmm. Seattle? Like, what, yeah. what, what are some things that are in Dallas that you see there versus here or mm-hmm. vice versa? 
Yeah, I think the main thing is in Dallas, obviously, like barbecue and heavy on the meats and then tacos and Tex-Mex are huge. But they still surprisingly have a lot of Asian food. There's like a huge Asian population in Dallas and the suburbs there. So they actually get a lot of the food, like the Asian food chains first. Like I think they had meat fresh before we had it. They had a lot of those places first. Do you do a lot of research when you're going to... Because you do travel a lot. I think you've traveled a lot over this past year. Yeah. Through your stories and Instagram. Mm-hmm. Do you, How much research do you do when you're like, okay, I'm going to California or I'm going to Dallas or wherever uh, you're going to, or even typically Portugal? Typically <laughs> a lot. It's probably excessive almost. Like people are like, man, you can just play it by ear sometimes and like just walk into a place and unexpectedly it's just like a hidden gem. Uh-huh. Um, I can't do that. Really? I can't, I can't do that. You have a finite... So many resources to look and research. Like, why not find something that you're stoked about? I think somewhere if you go to, like, Japanese where the ingredients are always fresh, so you can just kind of yeah. go to a place there. But you have such a finite amount of time if you're at even, like, a, a different country. Maybe you can just walk in and do that. But there's so many things that you want to do. Just like even going on vacations, like there's so many things I want to see. Exactly. What resources do you use? So I think it's a combination these days. I definitely use Instagram and just searching Portugal food, for example, or just like seeing, yeah, hashtags that relate. And then I'll rely on the polls or not the polls, but the questions on Instagram a lot. Like, Hey, have you been to this place? Whatever city What food places do I have to go to? And then I'll also rely on Yelp and then some local blogs to see kind of what the locals like. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think kind of a combination of those. And then I'm trying to narrow it down from there. Yeah. Let's bring it back to Seattle now. Mm -hmm. Doing all this travel and coming back here, what do you think Seattle needs more of? What do do you think it's lacking? Yeah, I think definitely... Um, we could use more taco places. <laughs> taco places, really? Yeah? Okay. <laughs> okay, well, let me clarify. I think we do have a lot of taco places, but they're a little more traditional. And I, in Dallas, there's like Torchy's Tacos and a lot of different places that do like fried chicken tacos or unique twists like ahi tuna with different salsas and kind of um, more creative combinations. So more fusion tacos. Yeah, yeah. I think that could be fun. See, for me, every time we go down to like LA, it's more, I I feel like there's more authentic tacos versus if someone asked me taco spots, I would probably name off top three taco spots, right? Like Carmelo's Tacos and Tacos Tacos Chukis. Yeah, Yeah. right? (laughs) There's like three places, but in LA or if you go down like San Diego or something like that, you can name off like 10 of them just off the For top of your head. For sure. So, or yeah. like fish tacos. I feel like there aren't as many places mm-hmm. for stuff like that, but definitely okay. tacos. Yeah. And then maybe soft serve, like more soft serve places. Yeah. Portland has Whiz Bang Bar, which I love and visit every time I'm in Portland, but I feel like we're pretty limited. I feel like they should have a whiz bang bar because they have so many salt and straws. Exactly. Salt and straw sisters. So, yeah, yeah. I want to start a petition. Yes. <laughs> petition. Who's with me? Policy making. <laughs> Policy making with Tour 601. Yes. yes. <laughs> uh, okay, let's reverse it. So I asked what's lacking. What are, what are Seattle's strengths in terms of food places? Like, let's say a lot of people will always ask me, I was like, I'm coming into town. What, where should I go eat? Like, yeah. what, are, what are some of your favorite spots? Or even if you have people out of town that mm-hmm. come in, where do you take them? What's, what's I mean, I feel like 
the obvious answer is like seafood, oysters, you know, all of that. But I think one of my go-tos for sure is Seattle Fish Guys. I know a lot of people <laughs> love it. It's probably mentioned like oh my gosh. all the time, but yeah, you're, you're probably it's the, a classic for a reason. We've, we've done how many interviews? Probably 30 interviews. I think 20 of you guys have said Seattle Fish yeah. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> and oysters, I would say... I, for a scenic place, I like westward, like in the summertime, mm-hmm. just sitting no, outside. Answer, yeah. The views, it's like a very picturesque and good place for bringing someone from out of town. Nice. Showcase the waterfront. And How early do you have to get to one of those beach chairs? Or like, reser- or like yeah. there's like four beach chairs you need. How early do you have to get there? to get? A That's a good question. So I went somewhat recently, well, I guess not that recently since it's December, but it was like early fall, one of the rare sunny October days. And I went around four o'clock and was able to get um, two seats and have some rosé and oysters and just like sit in the sun. It was awesome. Yeah. It almost felt like I was out of town because the weather was so nice. It is really nice because it overlooks like Washington. Yeah. Or like Union. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, other places, I would say, one place I've been loving a lot recently, it's not that new, but Ciudad. Uh-huh. That place. Out in Georgetown? Yeah. So I'm not huge on just meat galore. Uh-huh. I always kind of like just variety, and I like my veggies too, but they just do such a great job. The meat is so tender and flavorful. Hanger steak was awesome. Um, we got some pork last time, and they have really great house-made dipping sauces that just go really well. I mean, the meat is flavorful as it is, but it just is kind of a nice accent. You said you miss Asian. Give me some, give me an Asian restaurant. Give me your couple Asian restaurants you like. Ooh, I like a newer spot in town is Kin Len. It's like Thai Ooh, street I was food. just there, yeah, in Fremont. I really enjoyed that. It just kind of a chill vibe, not super fancy, uh-huh. but a lot of really good food and like kind of smaller plates so you can try a lot. Yeah. What'd you guys get? Uh, gosh, probably like everything. Okay. We went for happy hour. We got like oysters, curry, crab fried rice. Yeah, I think. the Dungeness crab fried rice. Mm-hmm. We got battered chicken, red curry, I think. Ooh. Yeah, that one was good. And the, I'll have to try that next was time. The boat noodles, the beef boat noodles. Okay. Yeah, that one was good too. Man, Tori, I didn't know you liked oysters so much. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You like, you yeah. off oysters all, oh all this time. One other oyster place that I think kind of is under the radar, maybe not, but the Brooklyn, it's like oh, mainly known for, I feel like mainly known for steak though. I mean, I guess no. maybe it has oyster in the name, but most people don't think of it as like, where should I go for oysters? And so what I like about that place is they have these oyster and beer flights. Really? So okay. you can get four different oysters with four different beer samples, obviously not full beers, or with wine and oysters as well. Nice. So yeah, it's kind of fun to try a bunch of different ones and do Brooklyn's a pairing. Brooklyn's been a classic. I mean, I've known that since I was like 10. Yeah. Right? You're Seattle native, right? Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty yeah. Much. Born, in Hawaii, Born in Hawaii and then lived in Southern California briefly, mm-hmm. but okay. since like grade school. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Close enough. Yeah. Close We're enough. like locals. <laughs> Some of the few locals, right? So, yeah. I stay here forever. But yeah, I just remember Brooklyn. I, I was associated Brooklyn and then Metropolitan Grill because they're always like together, yes. right? Yes. So, yeah. Wow. Like I said, I had no idea. Oyster You're learning lover. new All right. things. New things Nelson, about Tori. You thought you knew me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Who are you? I don't know. <laughs> Who are you exactly? Let's 
end it with some flashcards. Nice. Um, I've got a couple of things I want to ask you about. Okay. And so you just list them off first thing you know. Okay. Uh, you do some cooking, right? Yes. One ingredient you've never cooked with. Pork belly. Pork belly. I just got an Instant Pot. Do you have an oh, Instant Pot? No. no. I'm like one of the not even late adopters. Like not no. <laughs> I caved. Yeah. Yeah. There was a deal and I was like, I had to get it. Nice. Pot. What's one of your favorite things you've made? Matcha waffles. What? Oh, matcha yes. waffles. Okay. Is that hard to make? Uh, not really. No? It's just like a normal waffle mix and then just add in some matcha and a little sugar because to counter the bitterness of the matcha. Nice. And you can add like glutinous rice flour too and mm -hmm. make like mochi waffles. Okay. You live near Green Lake. Favorite spot in Green Lake? Rain City Burger is okay. pretty good. It's yeah. been there for a long time. I still need to try that. That's been on really? You haven't yeah. been? No, I haven't been yet. All right. What's a favorite dessert spot? Or a favorite dessert you like to make? I like Frankie and Joe's a lot. I'm not lactose intolerant, but man, it's just so good. So that <laughs> and Seattle Pops, also one of my favorites. Okay. King Five or Como? King Five. <laughs> Your favorite pizza spot? Ooh. Spark Pizza in Redmond. Oh, oh I did. Okay. Yeah. I like that one too. I like that one. What is a guilty pleasure of yours? Something you eat that... Oh, the, that I, the, I was the, like... That we are judging uh, right now. I was like, bachelorette? <laughs> yeah, that's a good one, too. Yeah. I mean, I think just sweet tooth in general. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Best fried chicken. Where can I get the best fried chicken? Gosh, that's a hard one. Yeah. I think my Ono is really good, and then I like Fats Chicken and Waffles, obviously. Tuesday nights, they have the happy hour. Best yeah, I waffles. need to check that out. Yeah. Give me a sushi spot you like. Kisaku. Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, favorite happy hour? Cost so many, but I was just at Goldfinch Tavern yesterday. Ooh, good one. Yeah? yeah? What'd you get there? Uh, they had this like truffle pasta, smoked salmon, really good burger, and wine, obviously. Nice. Yeah. Okay, I got two more. Last two. Okay. Best non-oyster seafood place? <laughs> uh, Market Fishmonger. Yeah. 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 The fish and chips are always so yes. good. That lobster awesome. roll. I want a lobster roll right now. Okay, let's end it with this. Favorite bubble tea. Where you? Where can I get my favorite bubble tea at? Oh, gosh. Lately, I've been liking um, Black Ball. Really? Matcha jelly or matcha pudding with fresh milk. Yeah? And boba. Delicious. Oh, I did not think about that one. That... All right, Tori, blow my mind. Blow <laughs> my mind with the you oysters. Left and right. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Last question. Where can we find you on social media? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Tor 601 Awesome. Thanks, Tori. Thanks, this was fun. <laughs> Tori. <laughs> no soon. <laughs> All right, guys, we got to go. And that was our interview with Tori Nagendran, Tor 601. Love Tori. So much fun. We I always have a great time when I'm just eating out with her or just when we're, we're, at, we're at events, it's just, just a fun time. I know. And what I love is, like you said, we all met on the same day and we still, you know, see each other and hang out. We're still friends. Um, I love that because, um, you know, people always talk about the Seattle freeze is really hard to meet people. No, it's not hard to meet people. It's, it's hard to talk to people and like mm -hmm. be friends with people. Like meeting yes. people is not a problem. <laughs> Definitely. So. Absolutely. Totally agree with that. Totally agree with that. But she's she's one of the, the old OGs with you and I. I mean, we've been hanging out for almost three years, and she was from the beginning. So, yeah. All right, Monica, that's our show. Happy New Year. Woo! Oh, same to you. <laughs> 2020. Everybody, everybody, make sure your computers are up to date because you want to make sure YK20 is not going to happen. 
just, just you know, let everybody know. Don't even know what that is. Nobody knows what Y two K is. Are you t- are you kidding me? Are you telling me that they're not born by then? What are you talking about? Y two K. It was not a deal for them. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what the feedback is. Y K twenty. Yeah, if, I'll put if a story. Y K twenty. If the power shut down, everything your phone is cannot work. At midnight, you know what happened. YK20. I'm just saying it right now, guys. Just saying it right now. <laughs> okay, we'll see. Monica, do you do you make any New Year's resolutions? I do not make New Year's resolutions. Um, I, well, that's not true. I do make New Year's resolutions. I don't do them in January. I tend to do uh, them in the middle of the year. Um, mm-hmm. Sort of more of a check-in about like how things are going and how I want to do better. Do you? I don't do resolutions, Monica, because I make commitments. <laughs> do you? <laughs> do you? <laughs> okay, Nelson, let, let's hear some of your commitments. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. See, y'all, no commitments. <laughs> okay. I'm like everyone else, you know, be healthier, lose weight, be more successful, be happier, yada, 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 mm. right? And just, I think it's good to have smart goals to kind of, mm. you know, ground you and and actually have something and make things happen. But I did make one resolution that I I thought about. I'm going to try to (laughs) comment back at all my posts on the same day (laughs) because sometimes it's just so hard when you're posting and you you always forget to like comment back at your comments on your Mm -hmm. Instagram posts. So that's going to make that's going to be one of my goals this year. I support you in this goal. Just for that, I will put 10 comments on every single one of your pictures <laughs> so that you have to comment back on them. God, I want to I support you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you will support me. Great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, everyone. I think we should end it right there. That's, that's a good ending point. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Have a wonderful, wonderful new year. Happy 2020. Happy new year to you, Monica. Happy new year to Seattle. And happy eating, Seattle. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe for future episodes and leave us a five-star rating and review on whichever platform you're listening on. In the meantime, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Seattle Foodie Podcast and on Twitter at Seattle Food Pod. You can also email us at seattlefoodiepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again, and we hope you enjoy the Seattle Foodie Podcast.